Well, 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 wow. Break is over already. PCH, the break is over. PCH, the break is over. Brian, continue taking your little break. Get better. Feel better, Brian. We miss you, brother. Eric is here. Jared is making sure everything is taken care of engineering-wise. We have a seamless show so far, so let's continue with that. And we thank the Lord for it for those that want to call in. Just like we have uh, JR on the phone handled by, and David, we're going to get to you as well. You can call in with your open honest question at 888-995-5552, 888-995-5552. Every other format, Bible Info Brokers, Bible Info Brokers, Facebook, email, or tweet us those questions. We want to get as many questions as we can in our last hour of the night. So, PCH, I want to go right back to that, that prayer uh, subject matter we're dealing with there. So I'm going to bring, uh, get Brother Dan back on. Dan, are you still with us? I'm here. I appreciate that. PCH, you're back? Well, barely. My union rep said it. Oh, stop all that crying. Stop all that crying. Let's get back to work. <laughs> uh, the shop foreman, he's going to let me go back to work. There you go, baby. Yeah, no, I was talking. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Daryl and Christian. Um, so, again, the two, key, the main, two main words uh, of many that are used in the New Testament, pros UK is the main noun, pros UKMI is the main verb. Um, and, and and that is it's a form of fellowship. It is communion. It is dialogue. So it is it is. And going back to our first question in the program tonight with Eric, it is both talking to God and listening to yes. God. Now, yes, God primarily speaks through His Word, but I believe He speaks to individual believers' hearts, and He gives us wisdom and gives us sometimes just a sense that that to, to do something or, or 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 otherwise. And it's always tested by the Word of God, but. Prayer is vital. So again, prayer is not powerful. It's communication. God is powerful. But we, we appropriate who He is and what He's promised through prayer. It's, it'd be like saying a life preserver is powerful. You go, what do you mean it's powerful? No, if it's used properly, it can be. It can be a powerful tool. It has, we say, an instrumental value. Its value is not in and of itself. It's as an instrument. How you use it is it's valuable. So, so it is with prayer. And, I, I was, you know, thinking, uh, mm. believe it or not, during the break, and I just thought, and I'll be honest, I have a fairly robust prayer life. Um, I, I, I Prayer is a vital part of my life, and I just tell you, I don't know how Christians survive. Well, I know they don't survive. They, they don't thrive. I go, man, I, I feel like I'm struggling all the time, Daryl, you know? I, yeah. I, I feel like I, I barely maintain my Christianity, not strangling people on the freeway or otherwise, <laughs> stupid stuff and stuff that endangers my life and others. And, and, and I have a pretty robust prayer life and spend quite a bit of time daily in the Word of God. And I just don't know how Christians do it. But again, we don't, we know that they don't do it. They're, that's why their lives are so impoverished. We, we've got to appropriate the truths of God. It's not enough to know God and know who He is. Yes, it's vital, of course. But it is to appropriate who He is and what He said and His promises. They must be appropriated. They must be applied. We must appropriate. Not, we don't have to get the mind of Christ, for example, according to 1 Corinthians 2, but we need to appropriate it. We need to... Yeah, Ask and utilize what God has given us. And I, I tell you, I'm talking with Christians constantly, and I hear things like this, I'm, I'm really worried about this, uh, I'm concerned about one of my kids, or all my kids, or a number of them, or whatever. Uh, I've got this financial problem, I've got this issue, and I'm like, have you been praying? Uh, no. <laughs> or not much, I'm like, you know, so you just rather worry. you just rather take years <laughs> off your life, stress and worry, 
why don't we take these things to God? And I believe in praying specifically. Yes. I mean, yeah, I'll pray for the saving of the world and the rainforest and whatever else, but I want to pray specifically for specific needs. I call them arrow prayers. I call them, I want to, Lord, I need, I need help with this. I need help with dealing with this person. I, or I need to look at my attitude and see what I'm doing. Lord, I, I need help here. This is an issue. I'm concerned about this. Maybe you're in business and you go, there's a deal that might go south and south and could cost me a lot of money. What are you praying about it? Now, you don't just pray, oh, Lord, bless me, bless me, give me material possessions, but I believe in covering everything. I want God to go, oh, no, Hawkins is here again. God, got it. I mean, you know, don't let him in. He, he's, he's, he's driving me crazy. He prays about everything. I'd rather God say, you prayed too much, Craig. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> then for him to go, man alive, you didn't pray much, did you? Mm. And your life showed it. Prayer is vital. It's a vital link to God. It's, it'd be like married, but you don't spend much time talking with your spouse or spending time with your spouse. I don't care how much you loved each other when you got married. That relationship is going to go, go cold or cool, and it's not cold. You've got to spend time with them. You've got to need to be talking and fellowshipping and communicating. So it is with God. This is vital. And so, Dan, yeah, prayer. I love the book, The Power of Prayer, The Prayer of Power, and I allow it in the title by R.A. Torrey. R.A. Torrey, one of my favorite books, I have two favorite books or book series, one of them is a book by R.A. Torrey, I just mentioned, uh, The Power of Prayer, The Prayer of Power, and again, I don't like the title, but I like the book, but also E.M. Bounds, E.M. Oh, e. Yes. Bounds, that, yeah. yes, he has a the pink whole book, series. The big pink book. Well, that's the one edition, the one yeah. volume edition. I have it in that one, and I have it actually in like seven or eight yeah, uh, yeah, editions. Yeah, one big book. Uh, one and and, and uh, I just find incredible value f- from that. It's just, it's so vital, so important. And we in the church, but we're people of action. We just don't have time for prayer. We can't sit still for prayer. And I get it. I understand it. I think of Luther, who basically said that he was so busy, and he wrote about 15 pages a day in his life, relatively short life. He wrote an average of 15, and that's published pages a day of his life. But he said he was too busy that he could not but pray for two or three hours a day every morning. Mm. Now, you okay, look, most of us were not praying two hours and three, and we'd be fortunate if we can get a whole hour in in a day. But start with a minute. Start with five. Yes. Start with ten. Break it up. But make it a priority, and don't save it for a night when you're about to crash out and go comatose. Do it in the morning. Give God your best time, wherever that is, by the way. And 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 I believe you will see your life transformed. I just don't know how people survive without prayer. Well, you I, know, I, I can't see it. One of the things we talked about today in church, uh, Cooper was talking about Gethsemane and um, what it meant to Christ and what it means for us today. And one of the things that that was powerful to me came out, the idea how Jesus prayed and when he prayed because of that great sweat, that great drops of blood came through his prayer. And we don't agonize. Uh, I, I never remember ever praying like that where I had that type of thing. I've, I've sweated a lot of times, but I didn't, I didn't sweat like Jesus did and how he prayed to the Father. And yet the disciples that he took in there, you know, his, uh, his little group of three couldn't maintain and stay awake, you know, for that situation. But yet the po- uh, like not, not even using the word power, but the, the intensity that God yeah. as man would go to the Father and pray in that relationship should be enough for us to understand how serious yeah. and important it is. Yeah, Daryl, most of us lack any sense of urgency. Yes. We have no sense of... 
I, I tell you, the world would be, cha- I believe, turned upside down if the church mm. in America, if one city in America, maybe if just one fellowship said, we will die if we do not but pray. We must petition. We must beseech God. We must supplicate God. We must go before him in prayer. At least we we die. That it, More importantly than, than liquids to sustain ourselves, which, mm. of course, we need, or food, if we really believe believe that the Word of God and prayer, for example, and fellowship were the very breath of, of our lives, we would not only be transformed. The, I believe America would be transformed, but we ain't doing it because we like our comfortableness. I want to be comfortable, and don't ask me to work too much. Don't ask me to be a quote-unquote fanatic. No, you could be a fanatic for your favorite baseball team, football team, <clears throat> a restaurant, cooking channel, whatever, um, but God forbid you should be a fanatic for Jesus. Whoo! Want you to say what you really mean, Dan, brother? Glad you're doing well. Thanks that a lot. Was great. Appreciate you. I got I want to pause a second though. With what Craig just said, you have your finger right on the pulse of the problem of the country, and of the people, and of the church in particular. I know all I have to do is just ease up a little on prayer, ease up a little on, on church commitments and, and fellowshipping. You just step a little. You just step a little bit over here. You get a little distracted over there, and pretty soon you're out there on your own. Yeah, you become the one of the one where Jesus leaves the ninety-nine and comes and gets you. You can become that. I've been that. So mm-hmm. it really takes the prayer to kind of sew everything up together. And and you talk about the worry. Uh, Mother Gladys, who's an old uh, old prayer warrior in my prayer group on on a certain night, says that if you pray, don't worry. And if you worry, don't pray. Yeah. Touche. Right on, right on. Dan, thank you very much for the phone call. Glad you're doing better, brother. Keep in touch. All right, man? I love you guys. Love you too, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, Daryl, I think quickly, I think of the one more book. I mentioned Ian Bounds, which Mm -hmm. you gave the amen to. I mentioned R.A. Torrey's classic book on prayer. I would be remiss if I didn't mention reading a book by George Mueller about George Mueller on his prayer life. He he was a guy who ran a series, uh, uh, a number of orphanages in England, and he never told anybody the needs of the orphanages. He simply, he simply, he only, he merely prayed, and God always met all the needs of all the orphanages that he oversaw. I mean, that... There, there's, a, there, there's a tribute to what God does to a person who's devoted to Him. You know, man, I, I'll tell you some personal things I have in my mind about doing with the various benefits that God blessed me with, and you know what they are, Craig. And I thought about many times just going to events, not just because I'm media and can go to these events, but go to the events uh, not as media, but as person just sitting out there and praying for the various serious situation that we have going on in the world. And I'm, I'll talk to you about that off the air, but I want to bring up Jr. before we get into gospel, uh, Craig, because it's just interesting that his call is about, guess what? Jr. thanks for calling in, brother, and uh, get right into your question because I want to keep this uh, flow going on what the subject matter we've been dealing with for the last couple of calls. Right. Yeshua, uh, blessings in the name of Yeshua, man. I got this love. love you guys, man. Appreciate you, Jr. as always. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, always good to hear you, Jr. Yeah, this book is right on point with the husband and wife uh, power of prayer, Stormy or Martian. Man, I am just, 
excited, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the caffeine helps. So, you know, I've, I've had two cups before. And we are in the car. Amen, brother. My wife has to fill in blanket right there in the front passenger's co-pilot seat. <laughs> you know what? I got a cup of coffee right here. Those on Facebook can see. I took a little drink just for you, Jr. On the air. Okay, thank you. <laughs> now, Craig, don't you do that because you take enough breaks. But anyway, JL, let's let's talk about your question in regards to this book that you were talking about. Okay. Yeah, thank you. So, so basically, Stormy Martian is the author, and just um, you know, there's there's a lot of great scripture in there, you know. And um, I'm just curious if anybody has heard of this book. Um, you know, what what is uh, your personal professional opinion about it? And I'm not even halfway through it, but I do my quiet time in the mornings with the Lord and meditate and I say I take some notes do the highlighter thing and, and just underline you know some you know key points gotcha. and sometimes I only get a couple of few five seven minutes you know depends on the schedule uh, of my day but sometimes mm-hmm. I get a little more time like 20 minutes but uh, it's just we're advancing we're learning and we're progressing gotcha. well tell Craig what the name of the book is and see if he's I'm heard familiar of it. with that okay Okay. Yeah, I've I've heard of it. I think I even have a copy to my library. Mm-hmm. I, I've not read it because uh, uh, of time factors, but I've heard good things about it. Yeah. So what I heard from people I respect had good things to say. So I'm just glad to hear yeah. you're reading that and hopefully applying that, Jr. Glad to hear that. As important as coffee is, and I just went and had a sip in honor of you <laughs> <laughs> as well. <laughs> But uh, but but seriously, it's been it's been a long day for me. But um, but seriously, uh, prayer, boy, you and your wife get tapped in together Man. as a couple. My wife and I pray uh, a fair amount together as well, in addition to my other prayer time. And it's just vital, and it does wonders for the marriage, and it just Man. keeps you close. And it's really the way to storm the gates of heaven. Indeed, Jr. Brother, appreciate you as always, man. Yeah, keep coming. Amen. Back. Always, my parents also. They bless you guys, man. You know, my parents, you know, they just blessed me with this new cell phone a week ago today. And mm. it's just, you know, uh, happened to see how they're also, like, still excited about KKLA and apologetics and, and 99.5 and all that, man. You guys are really very awesome. Mm. Keep up the good work. You're going to keep on uh, praying right here and, and then tuning in. And just even the kids, man, they're, they're just they're picking good up stuff. a lot of, uh, of our, you know, um, key points as well. All right. Jared, thank you very much for it, man. We're going to get right Ooh, to the gospel. Yeah. Appreciate and you. And say hi to him for me. Indeed. And, uh, and keep praying for us, indeed. Thank you, Jr. so much. So good to hear from you. Appreciate you, brother. Love you, Jr. Yeah. And, and David, I'm, I'm going to say this real quick, Craig, before we get into the gospel message. Uh, David, you got dropped. You're the first call right when we get through with the gospel here. Thank you, sir. I just want to say one more thing before we do that, Daryl, and that is, I really believe, uh, I've said this before, I'll say it again, I think we're going to get to heaven, and when God hands out the rewards, think of First Corinthians chapter 3 or chapter 6, mm-hmm. look at Second Corinthians 5, verse 10, and other passages, I believe, I don't claim to know what they are, but there will be rewards in heaven for those, not salvation, that's a gift, but for those who serve God faithfully. Mm-hmm. In whatever capacity. That's, that's I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that, Craig. Yeah. Because, because of what Eric said earlier about the capacities of leadership of today. Man. Precisely. It, it's not, it's, it's what, based on what God has given you. We're all given different talents. But I really do believe, I think God's going to be giving out rewards. He says, now here's some of my greatest saints ever. Uh, Grandma Frida, Grandma Rose, Grandma, um, mm-hmm. you know, Lorraine. I, I, we're going to go, who? Yeah. Yeah. Who are these people? Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to think of all these big names and people, pastor so-and-so of some big church, you know, 10,000-plus members, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not, I'm not sure some of them are even going to make the roll call. Mercy. Uh, uh, as far as greatness, uh, uh, I think some are, clearly, but some, I think they've compromised. But, but the point is, because they're faithful prayer warriors. They're in there pounding, storming the gates of heaven, going into the throne room of God, praying, now, Lord, bless that ministry. Lord, please use this ministry. Please bless this missionary or this missionary organization. They're, they're the engine for much, I believe, of the good stuff the Church does do. Is And we've always believed, uh, with with our ministry, with Living by the Word, with, I know, with TOT and, and the ministry I've had for years mm-hmm. that I've been involved in for over over 30 years, is it's because of the prayer warriors. I've had the privilege, still have, a number of great godly saints who are grandmas who say, my claim to fame is baking a mean batch of chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> uh, but they... They know how to pray, and yeah. God's listening, and they are making the difference. And I, I really believe we're going to go, who? Mm, well, I never mm, heard of her. Does anybody know her other than her immediate family? And God's going to say, oh, it doesn't matter. I know her, yeah, and I know what she did. Yes, sir. And she was, humanly speaking, the engine that 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 drove a lot of the ministry yes. that happened. The good stuff you saw happen in other ministries, it was because she was faithfully praying and for that pastor, that. that church, that movement, that missionary, that missionary organization. Uh, yeah, I just don't understand this. We've been given everything. We choose practically. We choose practically to use nothing. And you know, and I, I'll say this. I've heard. I, I don't know if the guy wrote it this way, but this is what he implied: prayer is the easiest thing in the world to do, but yet we make it so difficult by not doing it. Mm, boy, man, it's Craig, not ever the truth, man. So let's. You know what? The gospel, even though it's. Um, not necessarily um, something that we can do for ourselves as far as what no. Christ did. It wasn't free. It cost him a great deal. And it definitely is something that people need to consider a little bit more earnestly than they do. Even though we just got through talking about prayer, Jesus prayed. But Jesus also prayed and wished and just, um, I, I hate to use the word wish, but I wish that people take the seriousness of our Lord's example and the examples that we have throughout the Bible, how clear cut it is about your sinfulness and how you're going to deal with it from an individual basis. What happens with people like that? Yes, absolutely, Daryl. I mean, everybody's looking for purpose, for meaning, for significance, for a life that counts. Nobody says, well, they don't truly say, I hate myself, I'm just going to ruin my life. Mm. I mean, subconsciously, they may do some stuff, but we want the best for ourselves and our loved ones. And I, I would tell people what you're looking for is Jesus Christ. And I know it sounds trite, it sounds silly, simplistic. Oh, I know, because you're such a rocket scientist. But how's that working for you? I don't care how smart you are, and you may be really a smart person, humanly speaking. You may be a wealthy person, humanly speaking. You may be a... a Sports-wise, a talented. You may be a professional sports person, but your life is miserable. Inside, you are empty, and you know it, and I know it. We know it. There's an emptiness. There's a void in your life. None of the fame, fortune, success has brought you any peace, any peace to your soul, any resolution to your guilty conscience of the sins you've committed. 
You're only going to find that in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You listening to us right now, this isn't an accident. You may have, ne- you may not even listen to this station normally. You may, in fact, are, and never before listen to this station. Just somehow, you just happened upon it. But God is talking to you through us, and He's calling you. It's time to repent. It's time to acknowledge G- your need for Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. It's trying to put up your toys and your trinkets and baubles. It's not that you can't have a good time or enjoy things, but the little trivial things you've been looking for to bring you meaning, purpose, significance, they haven't done it. You know it, I know it, we know it. So let's give it up. It's time to get right with God. It's time to trust in Christ. I think of, I know the Oscars were going on tonight. I'm sure there's parties going on right now. (laughs) And with all the fame and fortune these people have, they're still empty souls. They're still looking for meaning. They're still looking for purpose. They're still looking for significance. Do you want to talk reality? They're going to still die like the rest of us. Mm. Although you have a nicer casket, but you're going the same place, six feet in the ground. I don't mean to be morbid, but there's a reality check. I don't care what kind of car you drive, how many boats you own, how big your boat is, your house is, whatever. At the end of the day, you're going to die like the rest of us. It's what unites all of us, among other things, is death. And the answer to death is Jesus Christ. The answer to life, and that more abundantly, is Jesus Christ. You could have literally won an Oscar tonight and just for some weird reason happened to be listening to this program you don't normally do. But God's telling you, nothing wrong with an Oscar, but it's not going to save your soul. It's not going to bring you meaning, not going to bring you purpose. You can put it up on your shelf, put it up above your fire mantle place and stare at your little idol. It's not going to do anything for you. But what will do something for you is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I don't just mean a Jesus. I mean the Jesus of the Bible. If you're not sure who the Jesus of the Bible is, you could call us, you could call other good ministries, but you could simply open up the Bible, get a Bible, read the Gospel of John, read the book of Romans, and ask God, God, I'm not even sure you exist. God, if you exist, then speak to me. Let me know you exist. Speak to me. Put it out before God. I don't care. Say what you want to say to him. Ask him to show that he really exists. And reading the Gospel of John, and I know God will speak to you, and you know he's real. You know he exists, and you know that you've been basically spinning your wills, wasting your life. It's time to get right with God and find life that is truly life. Now, I'm not promising an easy life. And <laughs> if you were, in fact, an actor, actress, I'm not saying you're going to get more jobs. In fact, it may cost you jobs, because you won't just take any any role that it would cost compromise who you are and what you really believe. But it's not easy, but it's worth it. That What is truly worth it isn't even just being a, a pro athlete and winning the Super Bowl, the World Series, or the World Cup, or whatever. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing bad with that. But, but man, what's worth living, what's worth investing, what's worth spending your toil, your time and energy, is a, in a relationship with God, studying to know God, reading the Bible, growing in what we call our faith. And You need Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. It's time. It's past time right now. You need to trust in Christ as your Lord and Savior. Believe on Him. Trust in Him. And know that He alone gives you eternal life. Mm-hmm. 
once you get into a Bible teaching believing church, again, as we always say, that doesn't save you, but it sure help you grow and know what you were saved from. Just like people who need delivered some alcohol, I mean, I think it's more than just that, but it'll go to an AA meeting. At least it gives them some good guidelines. But this isn't even just that. This is going to the source of life, the author of life, Jesus Christ, and having him deliver you from what ails you, which is your sin, your your imperfections, and what brings you life, and that more abundantly, and that is only always found in Jesus Christ. Keep it 100, PCH. Keep it 100. 888 is the number. 888 Hey, Eric has a few open lines. He's ready for to receive your phone call. Call him right now. And I'm available to receive your uh, message or your question, I should say, on Facebook. Email us at our .com website or tweet us or messenger us. All those formats is the same address, Bible Info Brokers, Bible Info Brokers. Let's get these questions in. We have about another 35, 40 minutes left of the broadcast. Let's have a plethora of questions, if you would. Let's go back to <laughs> Stop it. I do it. See, I try to slip that one in there, but no, you can't give a brother a break. Can't give a brother a break. <laughs> anyway, and we're going to go to a drop call, no fault of Eric's, I'm sure, and talk with David. David, thanks for holding on and calling in from Los Angeles. Hey, brothers. God bless. Praise the Lord. How we doing? Doing well, brother. Thanks for calling back, man. I, I, I was calling the first. The Lord put on my mind to call in and talk to the brothers about prayer in regards to a new nonprofit okay. that I put together called St. John 316 okay. in Los Angeles, but to go around the United States and the world, start off here in L.A., and to, um, it's all about presenting the gospel of Jesus for dummies, but at the same time, it's also all about, also it's about giving to the family of the body of Christ and even to non-believers, but it's about giving not taking and it was so much in um um in order with, with so much i was hearing from you brothers then the next thing the lord put on my mind was to tell the brother eric that you were talking to earlier it's all about the gift of the spirit of love god's best gift is love and we need to utilize love everything you brothers were saying about tapping in and being used with the spirit because the lord said about about how the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. And when we deal with spiritual things, not in the spirit, we're in the flesh. Even as believers, we become like Peter. And let's say you know you jump into the regular Peter uh, and your Simon instead of being Peter, mm. and we all wind up doing that. But last but not least, the Lord put on my mind before you talk about the nonprofit. Before you speak on Brother Eric, all of you guys right now give a quick amen that the Spirit of the Lord is going to go through Brother Dan and heal him through prayer effectively right now. The, the, <laughs> the, Lord, the Lord's spiritual seven up is going to go through his body and break the go. fever. And Appreciate the that, body, man. Give the brother his strength, amen, right now. Appreciate that. And you know Amen. what? If I could say, David, man, that's the, the, not just the enthusiastic way you pray, because everybody have different personalities, but the, the, in my, in my opinion, and again, I don't know you, uh, uh, from, uh, the, the, the neighbor in, uh, Tanzania somewhere, but I know that the Spirit of God does move through all of us to be able to pray. We are there. If we are sealed by God's Spirit, we have a Spirit, and to utilize that for the body of Christ to show favor in the various areas, to lift one another up, and to pray for another. Man, I, before even your question gets asked and answered, I appreciate the fact that you would even say Brother Dan's name in that particular spirit as far as prayer. I really appreciate that, man. 
Thank Amen, you for, brother. Thank you for but that. with all due respect, it's the Lord put it on my heart and on my mind, and we have to start giving credit, like all of you brothers said, because this is the beautiful thing about it. The gift, of the, the focus is the certainty of that all the brothers have been speaking about today. This is such a beautiful dynamic fellowship, and and, and, and connected with the Lord is all those beautiful godly gifts, His fruits. We got to stay like the brother Dan said. Tapped in to be tapped into the spirit is yes. the best participation leading to the best experience. Right. And it's something else when the brother said it earlier about us not supporting each other and the whole thing about Jesus approaching Jesus approach Jesus approach the wrongdoers, the sinners with what? With that love. We need that spiritual empathy. So it's the whole thing about I cannot approach even a church matter if I'm not in the spirit and not in love. Shout out to Appreciate you, man. God <laughs> bless I you, brother. You brother to let me know if you know any doggone beautiful um, programmers to get this going, to get this app going. This is an app. Well, what we do and is this. Hold, hold on, David. Hold on, David. Only because we don't know what it is, but what we can do is this. Uh, Eric, can, uh, you can send me, you can send an email. Do this for me. Do this for me because I'm, I'm very much into nonprofits, especially in my, my golf ministry. That's one of the things we're going to be doing is supporting multitude. I mean, I'm not even going to tell you the amount, just hundreds of thousands, I would say, of nonprofits in my, in my particular thing that I'm doing. So why don't you, I'm going to, you can just, if you have access to the internet, which you should have dealing with apps, just yes, simply send an yes, email and say that you talk to, you know, you put in an email too easy and let's talk about your, your nonprofit and we can talk about it off the air. And so that way, if it's approved uh, through that, then we can do more talking about it on the air. Okay, my brother, fair enough. Oh, God bless. All right, so send me that email. You can send it even now, okay? Send me that email. We can talk about it. Pardon me? Can I ask you, is it okay to say the name? No, no, I don't want you to say the name now because I want to check you out and talk to you about it first before we do that, okay? Okay, okay, what's the email? It's just uh, Bible Info Brokers. Go right to that website and click on there, contact us, and it'll shoot the email right to me. Amen. Thank you. God bless. Appreciate you, man. God bless. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two is the number. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two is the number. Please call Eric. He has open lines. Eric, you have open lines. Well, I have a couple of subjects I'm going to deal with. So, folks, if you don't want to call in for the last uh, twenty five minutes of the broadcast, I have some questions I want to deal with, and me and Professor will deal with those questions. But we want to honor you and give you preferential treatment. You know, not in a negative way, but in a positive way because you call in. You're part of the team. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two. Triple eight nine nine five. 5552 is a number. Everything else is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers for your open, honest questions on Facebook. Email us at our .com website or even, or even Messenger Us. I learned that today, Craig. Messenger Us. <laughs> I'm trying to get all these uh, formats together. But you know what, PCH, one of the things I was doing while we were talking, while you were giving the gospel message, is looking at our website and the various resources that we have, man. And I'm going to tell you something. I would like I would like you to take time while we have some time until the, uh, the other callers call in or send a question by way of, um, you know, Facebook and all those other uh, realms. I want to talk to you about uh, what inspires, or well, not inspires, maybe it's a bad word, but what is the impetus that you see and the way I notice that the way you write and the way other people write is not necessarily the same. Everybody have their own style, but man, your stuff is like, man, I know you're a professor and I know, you know, you, 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 you got that look kind of a lawyer type of writing, which I love. Cause I mean, that's the way my brain works, but 
Can you share with the people from a personal standpoint, Creep PCs? I know I never asked you this before, but what inspires you to write the way you write and to come logically thinking the way you think? What's in your background that made you do that, coming from the Mr. Rock and Roll Fast Cars and the martial art guy that you used to be? I said it. That's right. Go ahead. T- don't take a break on me now. Talk to me. <laughs> but, but that is funny because I know some people perceive me as a nerd. And- <laughs> I, you know, I guess so, but this nerd used to street race motorcycles and cars and do all kinds of stuff. Uh, so it's just kind of funny how God's ch- changed me. Yes, that I always have to chuckle when I'm seen as as bookish or whatever. Or uh, I remember, well, I'll leave this alone. Somebody said something one time, and I thought that's not who I am. But but the reason I, I don't, I'm not, a, I don't claim to be a good writer. I, I mean, I, I've used to write a lot more and I'm coming to a season in my life where I'm going to start writing again. Yes. The Lord's pushing and put, um, I feel is, um, pressing that upon me that it's times I have a, a number of books that I think I could write that would be helpful. And I, I, I've written just dozens and dozens and dozens of articles and some of them are posted up. A lot of them have not been. And, uh, when I add more of them back on, but, so again, I don't claim to be a really good writer, so I just want to be clear. But I do try to be clear in my writing, That's and what's what's informed me is because I have a background in logic and philosophy, and have taught logic to grad students for thirty plus years. And it's about clarity. I was taught by a world famous philosopher at UCI: three rules of writing were clarity, clarity, clarity. Mm. Um, it's just kind of like our three rules of hermeneutics, context, Indeed. context, context. Even a simpleton like me can understand that. <laughs> but things need to be clear, and I want people to see the argumentation or the, the point that I'm making. And uh, So some people can just write beautiful prose. I'm not so gifted, but I'd like to think I can get to the point, and I want to make something as clear as possible. I was also taught by, again, a world-famous philosopher, um, who said basically, odds are, if you can't explain something clearly, you don't understand it. Come well. on, come on. And so, in other words, you have to understand something really well to explain it very clearly. And I, I don't want to, what we say, obfuscate things. And my law school, where I teach, we say you don't want to hide the ball. We're not trying to hide the ball. We want people to see what the issues are and be able to address them. And in a court of law, when you're writing a brief or a motion, it needs to be as clear as possible. It gives you as much favor with the judge in question yes, as possible. If, if I see the clarity and the, the strength of your argumentation. So I've been I'll use the word obsessed with the truthfulness of Christianity, or really the meaning and purpose of life. And since I became a Christian and have accepted that is is what is true, with its promulgation, and I write with a passion that I want people to see what I see, and I want them to see the evidence that's convinced me, and I want to deal with arguments that people use against Christianity. So they're not all that. These arguments often are not that well thought out thought out. Some of them are literally half-baked, we say. And some things really sound overwhelmingly like, oh, this is, this is a, we call them a defeater in philosophy. This is a defeater. You're like, this is no defeater. This is not a counter-argument that's worth anything. And here, let me point this out to you. And so often you'll see me write things like, you'll see me use the numeral, or at least the letter, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, right? Because I want, I want them to follow the point. I tell my students yes. in writing, be, I said, the only times you want to be unclear, the only times you want to obfuscate is when you don't know the answer. <laughs> then, yeah, try to snow the professor of the <laughs> but if you know the answer, then make it as easy as possible to find. Here, here's what I found. So, Daryl, I've been teaching for over 35 years. 
it's uh, you know it's been a long time. And what I've found in talking with my colleagues is that generally the best papers, now not a scantron or just multiple choice, but essays, questions, papers, whether a full-on paper or an essay question, the best ones are the easiest ones to grade because they're so clear. It's like oh, there's point one, two, three, four, five. That's what I'm looking for. Boom. And and so the the A papers just stand out because they're just so clear, and the papers that don't do as well, you're like you're like, is it me? Is it them? <laughs> what are they saying? Where's the point? Or they they put it. I have to go looking for it. It's all over the place. Like someone you know threw Jello to a wall to see what would stick. I mean, so it comes from my grading from from papers and and overseeing the production of papers and in, in what are called independent studies and all kinds of stuff like that. And then just my passion to, to present the gospel and things related to it, and to be as clear as possible. And so, I, again, I, I'm making a point of I've actually getting a bunch of my papers back out and planning on loading them up on the website and getting much more of yeah. them out there, because I've literally spent years and years and years research and writing. And I'll say something else you didn't ask for, but something else that informs me and drives me, Daryl. So I've done papers, you know, some papers, literally, I forgot I wrote them. I wrote them 40 years ago, mm. literally. Um, and then some of them I, I need to improve, and I've worked on and refined them. Um, but but, but the reason to do this is just because, again, it's about truth. It, it, it's, it's, it's what we want to convey. Um, it, it's, it's an important medium. And today not as many people read, but some do. I want to post a lot more videos as well. Um, put them out there. But my, my last point is, and this is a freebie, is uh, one of the highest compliments I've ever been given by a student is I had a couple of them say to me not too long ago, he says, you, you love to learn, don't you? you? You're still a student yourself. And I said, yes. I've not arrived. I don't know everything. <laughs> and frankly, you start getting our age, you start forgetting things. Hello. <laughs> and now it makes sense to me when somebody used to say, that guy's forgotten more than you'll ever know. Mm. Um, now I kind of understand what he's talking about. <laughs> he forgets, like I wrote a paper 40 years ago and forgot about it. <sighs> I was looking for research. I go, whoops, I wrote something. But 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 seriously, is I always want to be a student. I, I want to studazo this this fervent, diligent uh, study that is referred to in Second Timothy two fifteen, where where Paul says, "Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who needs not be ashamed, rightly, rightly handling the word of God." Yes, correctly handling, mm. interpreting. Uh, I want to be a student, and so since I'm learning, then I want to write about those things, and I, I don't want to have to reinvent the wheel, and I don't want somebody else to reinvent the wheel. If someone's already written a really good paper or a piece, or I already know of another uh, paper, then see, I don't write things. That's why I've not written more books. I've been offered to write other books, besides raising kids and being really, really busy with ministry, mm. other parts of ministry, I should say, is when there's a good book on the subject, I'm not writing a book because it's like, why would I waste the Thank Lord's you. time? Thank you. Because somebody else has already written probably better than I would ever write it anyway. Mm. I only want to write things where I feel I'm making a contribution, where I am adding some significant substance to a particular subject. It may not be a whole lot, but at least it advances the study. So that's why so many times when people hear me talk about the Greek or Hebrew, I'm doing that not to be cute, but to show you there's an insight that we've missed, that we've forgotten, that we don't know as English speakers, as primary, you know, our first languages for most of us being English or Spanish or what have you, but not Greek or Hebrew. We've lost all these insights, and so it's to share things that people 
the churches for God are really simply, we just never knew because we don't read the original languages. And so it's a passion to convey that, to be a teacher. And clarity, clarity, clarity is one of the things that was hammered into me. Definitions, distinctions, then and then, and only then analysis. Context, context, context. And then to write really clear and pristine papers. Now, I just last thing, I've studied with a lot of world-famous philosophers and that, because I went to Claremont Graduate University, I went to University of California, Irvine, and uh, other schools as well, but for my philosophy degrees. And they, the, the, my best professors were incredibly good writers, even if I disagreed with them, but yeah. they were clear. Yeah. You knew what they were saying, and it was incredibly difficult subjects, and that has always impressed me. It, generally, if you can't say something clearly, you don't understand it well enough. That is, man, look, all that you said, I'm trying to imagine what Paul did when you're talking about philosophy and the various things when he went through the Acropolis on Mars. You know, Mars Hill, and he went through all the various idols and everything out there, and they was talking about all these gods, and Paul said, you guys even got a statue here of an unknown god. I can almost mm-hmm. see you. I mean, you know, you know, I don't know, you know, you, uh, the look you have, you know, you have to wear whatever you want to wear, you know, your, your outfits of the day. And then talking about that unknown god. Because when we come on and give the gospel message week in and week out, Craig, you are actually doing that. We are actually doing, we're talking to people about an unknown God because of the zeitgeist, because of the spirit of the time that we live in with all the secular humanism and all the other things that's going on in life, man. Week in and week out, that's what we're doing. We are doing that, in my opinion, talking to people about an unknown God who they need to be seeking, like Hebrews talking about him, that, uh, you know, God is impossible to please God without seeking for him. You must believe that he is, and he's a reward of a person that diligently seeks for him, and God wants people to know him. Why not? He's yeah. a creator. D.S. and you bring out another point on to what you asked me is, in many times, false theologies, philosophies, yes. whatever, they hide in obscure language. They're so difficult. Mm-hmm. So so many times you have to get a PhD in just terminology to even understand what they're saying. The mind sciences, as, as I was involved with. Right. So so as Donald Gray Barnhouse used to say, a great teacher, uh, First Presbyterian or Tenth Presbyterian Church in Philadelphia, and one of the mentors of my mentor, Walter Martin, said that we want to get the hay out of the loft down where the cows can yeah, feed on it. And part of it is explaining clearly what groups like Scientology and others teach, mm-hmm. and people are like, I don't even understand this. And mine's like, well, let me explain to you what they're saying. And it's like, yes. oh, that's what that is, yeah. And so you see that it's on Christian. So part of this is related to a quote by C.S. Lewis where he said, good philosophy must exist, if for no other reason, because bad philosophy exists. exists yes. And it must be refuted. And on behalf of our brothers and sisters, we need to be able to explain these things and show them that it's, that it's, it's wrong. It's just like somebody with a really sophisticated contract or is trying to sell you some product or sign a contract that you don't even understand. Many times that language is because it's really harmful, it's detrimental to you, and they trade on the ambiguities and the unclarity to take advantage of people. Not always, but sometimes that's yes. what happened. And so I believe in clarity, and J. Mortimer Adler, Adler, a great philosopher who became a Christian at the end of his life, talked about truth and religion, and he said, just like truth in advertising, we need truth. Things need to be said clearly so people can find out whether they, what it's saying and whether to agree or disagree. And so mm-hmm. I find 
when things are confused, when they're unclear, when they're shrouded in in, in confusion. Another saying is, "What is a what is a mist in the pulpit is a fog in the pews." Oh, What's a mist in the pulpit? If the pastor is slightly confused, yes. the people will be totally confused Indeed. because they want they it, it's entropy of communication. It gets even worse. So clarity, clarity, clarity on the truth. Well, you know, I, I kind of appreciate me asking you the question the way I did because that's the whole idea, and that's one of the things my son, um, my oldest son, uh, who likes, you know, uh, we kid around with each other because we're both namesakes, uh, he says all the time, I'm the worst grandfather in America, and he gave me the reason why, because I didn't allow, when I said I didn't allow the grandkids to come and spend the night over my house, I go by them because there's so many of them. Why everybody got to come to my house? I go to your house and do those visits. So that's why I was the worst grandfather in America. But he also said that he doesn't, I don't love him, nor you know anybody in the family or anybody in this world. He said one of the things I learned from my dad, he loves the truth more than he loves people. And I said, wait a minute. By me loving the truth, I am loving people. And then we had that conversation. But the reality of the matter is, Craig, without the truth and without the understanding of the truth, then woe, I'm going to say it to you, I'm going to say it to you, woe to you if you don't do what God gifted you to do. Woe to each and every believer out there if you do not exercise and sit on the spiritual assets that God gave you if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Woe unto you if you do not do what God has gifted you to do. So you need to consider that. Am I threatening you? Not easy. Indeed, I'm, I'm not important. But think about it from the perspective of you've given a gift to build up the kingdom of God and you're sitting on that asset. Tragedy, in my opinion, tragedy. Mm-hmm. But what is not a tragedy, PCH, is his phone number. And Eric's sitting over there with no one calling him. We have about 15 minutes left. So here's a number, 888-995-5552, 888-995-5552. Or everything else is Bible Info Brokers. I've checked the uh, the Facebook. I didn't see any questions on there. I appreciate the comments. I appreciate the people checking in. But there's no questions. That's okay because, you know, I've always got a question. And also our uh, .com website. You can uh, also send us a question by that way. Everything else is Bible Info Brokers. But PCH, what I'll do is I will let the people know that they can support us uh, financially. We need to hear from them. Uh, as Brian say, I say, participate in giving. <laughs> participate in this way that the Lord has placed in your care. You being a steward. Just like there's no shepherd of the church but under shepherds, you are a steward of all that you have. It ain't yours. If you're a believer, it's bad English, very good point. It is not or ain't yours as we say back home. So consider what God would have you to do financially with this ministry. And here's how you can support us. On our website, simply go there, Bible Info Brokers, and then go to a support and donate. Follow the instructions there. If you're so inclined, you want to write that check out, I'm going to give you my way of writing checks these days. But if you want to write a check out or get a money order and put an envelope, put a stamp on there and send it in, we appreciate that as well. So when you do that, write the check out to Living by the Word. When you mail it or address the, uh, the envelope, P.O. Box 90477. That's Living by the Word, P.O. Box 90477. Then you can mail it to Los Angeles, 90009. 90009, the zip code at the P.O. Box 90477, Los Angeles, 90009. Living by the Word, write the check or money order. Now, when you do that and you mail it, we appreciate that. But here is the best way to give and save money on the stamps, envelopes, and all that stuff in your memory. If you have access to the Internet and you bank online, 
instruct your bank. You could even call them if you want to tomorrow and say, listen, I want to start giving recurringly to this ministry, that ministry, that ministry, and they will mail those things out for you for free. I mean, they get their fees and other things, but for you, there could be no cost of the major banks. If you have a major bank, you can mail those things by giving them instructions, go online and do it yourself, or call them and see if they'll do it, and they will mail those checks out for you. The ministries will get it and be blessed, and the Lord will give you credit for that for all eternity. But make sure your heart is right. Don't give gradually or just out of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver, right, Greg? And what does that cheerful giver really mean, Craig? I've heard people talk about how it means hilarious giving. Like, oh, what, what does it really mean to be a cheerful giver, Craig? Yes, to find the joy, not to be begrudging. Thank you. Can you. Get, oh, I've got to do it. Stingy go. and all that stuff. No, it is. It is. Uh, it's seeing the pleasure, the privilege. Thank you. Of investing in the kingdom of God. I. It, it's interesting, Daryl. I'm gonna. I'm supposed to do a radio interview with the radio network, a, a group of stations, this next Wednesday, and uh, this this individual interviewed me like 20 years ago. Oh wow! And, and it's just a time to catch up, and people know what, what I've been doing since CRI and the Bible Answer Man program and mm-hmm. the ministries I'm involved in. But I said to him at the end of our time, we were talking, just getting ready, prepping for the interview this Wednesday. I said, I like to think of myself as as an investment counselor. I said, oh, no, 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 not financially. I'm not a financial investment mm-hmm. counselor. That's not me. A spiritual investment yes. counselor. I want to teach people how to maximize their investment for eternity. I want them to, I, I work on, I specialize in retirement plans. Uh, uh, that is uh, out, the outside of this world in the afterlife. That for people to have an incredible life of rewards for the faithful, radical service they gave to God. It's all about helping people. Daryl, a term you use, their gifts, to maximize their gifts, yes, to utilize their gifts for the glory of God. And that's investing in God and His kingdom, investing in people. It's not just money, but it's time, talent, and treasure. It's our time and it's our talent as well. But I believe, I believe a whole lot of us are just going to go, what was I thinking? After the, the white, not the white throne judgment, which is the judgment for non-believers, but the Bama seat judgment, again mentioned in Second Corinthians 5.10, I believe a lot of us are going to go, what was I thinking? Why didn't mm. I live more full bore, sold out for the Lord? Why wasn't I on fire? I think like David earlier, all fired up about prayer and talking, you know, really passionately about it. Why wasn't I more to, devoted to God? What was I thinking? And here's what I have to show for that. And here's what I reap. Not much of anything. Uh, mm. Because I wasn't really eternity, I wasn't heavenly minded. I didn't use my time on earth to really invest in the kingdom of God, which is to bring God honor and glory, but is to love people, to invest in people, to encourage people in the faith, to help them grow, to share the gospel so people can and do come to Christ. We, we, not that we can't enjoy ourselves and relax, but too much of us, we, we, we squander so much of our time. We waste so much of our time doing things that are just futile and, and, and frankly worthless in light of eternity. So there's something wrong with you looking at your Twitter account or Facebook or whatever, but if that's all you do, if that's the majority of your time each day, I think you might want to rethink that. So wow. I'm a spiritual advisor, investment advisor, and if I can help you, love to talk with you. Oh, the charge on my part for us, it's free, no charge. Uh, we'd like to think, though, even though the price is awfully cheap, it's we have something well worthwhile uh, to know about, and you need to in- learn how to invest in eternity. 
Indeed, indeed. You know, when you mention all these Facebook and social media things, you know how you guys used to kid me about having a friend, but we know, obviously, we talked about a person that is greater than a friend and closer than a brother in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm going to tell you something, Craig. People are going to have to really answer that same question. You're talking about you're the investor, advisor, and spiritually speaking. Well, that's that's, that's a good thing. There go the Bible information broker. So you're also um, giving a broker advice, and let's just look at you being a broker or we being a broker and we got a bunch of agents that are listening we want to give solid advice and we and you know brokers don't okay i mean you know you know the certain business people in your family are in brokers don't just okay every agent sale or every every attempt to sell on something it has to qualify it has to go through underwriting and things like that as far as real estate uh the, the coin once you're in a coin business and you and i remember i sent a coin to you you gave me some very good advice on that coin i thought i had something going on you said d hate to inform you it's a nice old year but it's worth what it is. It's worth, you know, the, the ounce of gold or oh, ounce of silver. Well, I still got that. I looked at that other day. I said, dog, Craig, you talk about my, my, you talk about my auntie's coin. Well, you wasn't bagging on my auntie. You was just giving me this solid advice in an understanding way, uh, in a concise way. I still don't like you for it. But anyway, you gave me the proper advice that this particular coin, D, is worth just that particular coin, an ounce of, what was it, an ounce of gold or whatever, an ounce of silver, whatever it is at the time. So, we should not be mad at the person giving the the advice in an understanding way. It, I just somebody just told me five minutes, Jared. Five minutes. That's all we have. Wow, Craig. I'm sorry. But anyway, long story short, about the whole idea. Woe to us, as I want to say, if we don't exercise the gifts that God gave us. Double woe to those in America who does not have to go through the suffering and the persecution that a large amount of the world goes through because of their Christian belief. Woe to you that you have social media and countless thousands of friends that you don't even know their name, but they're on your social media and you're not communicating what you believe to them in a clear and concise and understanding way. Woe to you if you do not do what God has gifted you to do in such a way that God will be honored and glorified and you will be investing properly in your eternity as far as uh, the, I understand what the Bible says. PCH, we have four minutes left. Take three of them, and I'll close us out. Well, thanks, Daryl. And really, just to recap tonight, because it's all about, again, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to come to Christ. You need to trust in Him as, as your personal Lord and Savior. Ask Him for forgiveness of your sins, of, of your faults, uh, the things you've done. You know you're not perfect. We know you're not perfect. <laughs> your spouse or your girlfriend, boyfriend, <laughs> remember, they know it. We all know it, so, so uh, time to get a clue here. You're messed up, we're messed up, but that's the bad news. The good news is God will forgive you, and you can come alive, truly experience life that is really life. And, again, there are things to enjoy in this life, but it's to live in light of eternity, that uh, should the Lord tarry in his return, someday you're going to die. That's not if, that's when. It's simply a question of when. No matter how famous you are, accomplished, what have you, educated, you're going to die. It's time to get right with God. It's time to trust in Christ as your Lord and Savior. And again, for those who, who do know him, it's time to start living in light of eternity. Mm. It's time to start living in light of what you do. You know, instead of asking, what's the minimum I can do and still go to heaven? Well, it's a gift from God. But that, that shows me your heart's not in the right place. You don't understand. You don't, you don't get it. You don't understand what's going on. You have the privilege of investing in eternity and people 
And by that I mean sharing the gospel, supporting those who do share the gospel, ministries, mission organizations, otherwise. Uh, friends, time to wake up and smell the coffee. It's late. It's late in the day, starting to get late in the night, and you only have so much time. Some of you think you're going to live another 50, 60 years. Some of you will, and some of you bluntly aren't going to last a week or a month or this next year. I can't believe the number of people I know who have died the last mm. uh, couple months. It's been staggering. Yeah. Um, but we're all facing that. So, my friend, time to live in light of eternity. Indeed. PCs, I really appreciate you. I've been told we have about 90 seconds left, so I would say this, and I wanted to mention, and I need your help with this real quick, uh, real quick, Craig, about the His Channel resource that people can um, check out on Wednesdays at, what is it, 1 to 2 or one thirty to 2.30, where they can uh, access 1 to 2. Can you give mm-hmm. that phone number? Because I, I thought I wrote it down. I don't, I don't know where I put the right uh, the number, if you have it available, to let the people know that on this His Channel, where you can do a question-answer format with Craig, you can call right when the show is over and leave your question literally right now. If PCH, if you have that 714 number, I just don't, oh, I remember 714. 815, yes, 714, 815 7097. 7097. 714, 815 7097. Yes. You know, in addition, folks, if you go to our website at BibleInfoBrokers, you will see that Brian has a Wednesday Bible study as well. So uh, avail yourself to that. And also daily reading. Please check out our Eric, you as well. PCH, thanks for not taking so many breaks today. And on behalf of the whole team, this is Daryl Easy Default to Mama Grace and Big Daddy's Baby Boys. And if your Lord is willing, we'll be back next week with more of the Bible Information Brokers presented by Living by the Word Ministries. God bless you. Jared, I give you a few extra seconds. What a, what a break I usually do. So take us out. And I appreciate you, brother. God bless.